The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. Thanksgiving week edition, Monday edition of Analyze This here on your NPR stadium station. <laughs> I mix up the I, I combine station and radio. Your uh, NPR radio station here in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Kind of overcast. We've been impacted by, I believe it's some late year Sahara dust. Because uh, the windshield and and uh, the hood and <clears throat> you know certain parts of the car looking dusty, so we're gonna talk with the weather service a little bit. Got a great show. Table talk kicks in uh, at eight twenty. Got a lot of topics. Of course, today's the president's birthday, by the way. Made eighty one today, so that's a topic right in and of itself. Looking at twenty twenty four and. And all that stuff also had the passing of uh, Ms. Rosalind, First Lady Rosalind Carter, and all that stuff. So, um, so we got a number of things we're going to talk about uh, in another 15, 20 minutes. But we'll start the conversation with uh, Lee Ingalls from the Weather Service uh, down there in San Juan. Good morning, Lee. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Everything well here in Puerto Rico. <laughs> Sahara dust? Uh, a little bit. We had it Yesterday. in the weekend, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but today we're expecting a different weather pattern. We're expecting a more bearable pattern across Puerto Rico. We have a, a band of showers moving in across the Atlantic waters right now, and that band of shower will increase the cloudiness across the region, including the U.S. region islands right now. Um, satellite imagery shows... Um, Pretty nice uh, cloud uh, clouds over the St. Thomas area, but uh, St. Croix is almost, uh, you know, it, with clear skies and sunny, sunny, sunny moments. Uh, and that's going to be, you know, the pattern for the rest of the morning hours. Cloudy sky with a few passing showers late in the day. Now, on Saturday, they had uh, heavy rain over Hispaniola. Um, is that out to sea now, or is it heading in our direction? Yeah, is that 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 affected the Hispaniola last week? Is what is coming right now to to the area? It's the same like band of moisture, and everything was associated to the potential tropical cyclone twenty two that um, developed over the southwestern Caribbean. Mm-hmm. That system uh, diminished during the weekend, but with a frontal boundary that is coming into the area. And that uh, combination between those systems result in those heavy activity, shower activity across the Dominican Republic last week. Uh, The same moisture is moving into the area, but not with the same intensity. We're expecting, you know, 
a pretty nice weather. Not pretty nice, you know, bearable weather with the passing showers, especially right now across the uh, local water, especially over Atlantic Puerto Rico and some areas of Puerto Rico. But for you guys, it's more for the night hours. As the band of moisture move across the region, this will reach at least St. Thomas during the afternoon into the night, evening hours and the same way for the St. Thomas. According to the... To the forecast, the, the wettest period for the U.S. Virgin Islands will be morning, Tuesday morning. So that means tomorrow you guys will probably will see um, isolated showers across the, especially coastal local areas. Not not too, too, it's not going to be too widespread, but at least it will be, you know, enough to result in frequent passing showers for the morning hours tomorrow. St. Thomas and St. John, you said? They're going to be the, the two islands? Yeah, they, they are going to receive the first pulse, and then you guys over the St. Croix. Okay. Because in St. Croix is more on the south, and if the moisture moves more to the to the northeast, uh, you guys will miss the heaviest part of the, of the moisture, mm-hmm. and that will only bring you like a passing showers across the northern areas of, of the island because tomorrow we are expecting a change in winds because of the frontal boundary that is moving into the area. So, so today we have south southeasterly winds, south-southeasterly winds across the region, and by tomorrow uh, we are expecting more north-northeasterly winds um, pre- prevailing across the region. And after that ban, um, on Wednesday, we're expecting a drier moving into the area with northerly winds. That means that we are expecting pleasing weather conditions at least for Wednesday and Thursday uh, across the, all, all the region. So um, Thanksgiving Eve and Thanksgiving should be good, Wednesday and Thursday? Yeah, it should be good according to the latest guidance. <laughs> you know, this tends, tends to change, but according to the latest guidance, has been persistent that on Wednesday and Thursday we're expecting um, less shower activity and even more colder temperatures because of the northerly winds. So tomorrow is the day we tell the mariners and, uh, and the beachgoers um, to be careful? Well, today is the day. We, we still have the uh, high risk of recording across St. Croix, not St. Thomas for mm-hmm. the day, but for tomorrow, um, the risk will be moderate for both islands. Also, oh, today is the day to be careful. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, Lee, thank you very much. We appreciate that. You're welcome. Enjoy the day. You too. You enjoy it. Bye. Thank you. That's uh, Lee Engels from down there uh, in San Juan uh, at the weather service. Yeah, so the disturbance, right, that moisture field. That's the term we're gonna use now. So Doc's cool. You know, we got a new term, right? The moisture field, right? Also known as rain. <laughs> right? Um, that was uh uh the disturbance, right? That was done in the southwestern part of uh, the Caribbean that was moving in a northeasterly direction. Made uh impact uh over Hispaniola on Saturday. I saw some clips. Apparently, um, the Dominican Republic is very mountainous in the middle of the island, so the rain now no come down. You know how rain now move, right? Or water to move after rain. And apparently, man, I saw some clips there. That was rain, my son. Seriously, that was ridiculous rain. Uh, water up to the car glass. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, wow. And this ain't far from us, you know what I'm saying? But uh, that's how 
uh, the region uh, does work, you know what I'm saying? So, now we custom to get them November rains, my son. I respect them November rains. I remember 2010, that, that one day that mash up on St. Croix and LaGrange. Uh, and, and you know, down in Fredericksburg, um, that big gut and how uh, the legislature's building was down there, the bottom floor had gotten washed away. So, uh, I, I respect that, uh, you check, but um, there was some significant rainfall that took place yeah, over Hispaniola, so I guess Haiti and Dominican Republic uh, took the brunt uh, of that. Let me go on there. The weather surface here. Let me go on Noah. Mm, let's see what's going on here. Mm, no, okay. Looking here on Noah. Um, a number of different. <coughs> Systems all over America. They said the Mississippi River hit with record low levels in October. The U.S. winter uh, outlook wetter south, warmer north. Interesting. Guys, supposed to be making a a January run up in a up up in the New York City area. So keep an eye on that, Cal. I'm really trying to. Get up there when when the um the weather took cool and I mean of course you know leather jacket takes care of that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> leather jacket with that sheepskin inside. Uh keep a brother warm, you know what I'm saying? But uh uh for the most part, you know, I really trying to experience that. But then again you can stay inside. You know? That that'll that'll take care of everything. So today is the day that um for the beach goers and um uh the boaters uh to be careful. Okay, so now I'm looking at um the the forecast graph and I could see the the yellow X. Right now it is due south of Haiti, but a good ways off. Right? And it's parallel to Probably Barbados and St. Vincent, but it's always to the west of the archipelago. And it's due south of Haiti, right? And if you know about the Great Antilles, right? The easternmost island in the Greater Antilles is Puerto Rico. Then you, you move due west and you go into the Dominican Republic and Haiti, which make up Hispaniola. And then west of that is Jamaica. And then north of Jamaica is is Cuba, right? Not Cuba, Cuba, right? That's how they pronounce it down there, right? And this particular disturbance that they say is less than 40% chance of cyclone development is on the western part of Hispaniola, which is Haiti, okay? But it's done by just off the coast of... Uh, not after, but uh, you know, closer to the northern part of South America. Okay, so we keep an eye on that. But the rain that we looking at, right? Is going to be more band type rain that gonna create uh, some impact um, t- 
tomorrow night into into tonight, tonight into Tuesday morning. Right? Tropical weather outlook. Mm. Shower and thunderstorm activity has increased somewhat in association with a small area of low pressure located over the Central Caribbean Sea. However, environmental dry air is still likely to prevent prevent significant development of this system as it begins to drift slowly westward later this week. A non-tropical area of low pressure is forecast to develop along a front over the central portion of the Atlantic Basin, which is what Lee was speaking about during the next couple of days. Thereafter, environmental conditions appear somewhat conducive for this system to gradually acquire some subtropical or tropical characteristics during the latter part of this week while it moves generally eastward across the central subtropical Atlantic. Okay. That's the tropical weather outlook. And don't forget, now, today's the 20th, right? So we got uh, 10 more days of the hurricane season. And then come December 1, we start... uh, doing the post-mortem of what the season was like. And for the most part, we were spared here uh, in the region. You know what I'm saying? So we're good with that. Now, you know, Rocky been on a <clears throat> on sabbatical, right? We sent Rocky out on assignment, so he's been absent. But I know he, he's in his glow because uh, his boy, uh, Novak Djokovic, won the ATP, ATP year-end finals yesterday for the seventh time. He defeated Yannick, Skin, Yannick Sinner. Uh, the tournament used to be in London. It's now in Italy. Torino, I believe, is the name of the uh, town. And uh, Djokovic, uh, Sinner had beaten Djokovic in the round-robin division, but between uh, yesterday... And uh, <laughs> between Saturday and, and yesterday, I know that when I brought this up, right, one of Djokovic fans would have texted me immediately, and I just got it. Man. Predictable, these Djokovic fans, man, they're predictable, you know. And he beat Alcaraz in the semifinals, and he beat Sinner in the finals. He he was he played brilliant tennis, yeah, uh, in the, in the money round in the semifinals and the finals. So you got to give him credit. You know what I'm saying? And that wraps up. Uh, the year actually this week begins his four hundred four hundredth week as the number one tennis player in the world. Right, so uh, just a, a year of accomplishments and records and uh, twenty four uh, Grand Slams and and all that stuff. So you gotta give you go get like we just said locally. You go get Jackie Jacket. You know what I'm saying so. Uh, props to. Uh, Djokovic and, and the Rocky Labels and, and my friend my friend and, and his uh you know his his, his supporters. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Say yes we are. Thank you. They are good for this elephant. Don't forget, right? The nose feed. I, I, I keep forgetting I got to let me announce that. The nose feed uh, happens every afternoon at uh, five PM. I'm with Marcelina uh, Ventura Douglas. 
How are we doing? Okay, here we go. Just like that, right? To stay on top of the local news seen by tuning in to the WTJX news feed with Marcelina Ventura Douglas at 5 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. And check this out, right? We're, we're getting closer to uh, the Taste of Two Islands um, food festival, right? Uh, so we're going to be doing a um, a promotion, getting our tickets, right? And the event is on uh, Thursday, December 14th. Okay, and it's hosted by uh, WTJX, right? And it's a culinary experience you won't want to miss. So we're going to let you know um, when we're doing it, right? And of course, you know, since we're Channel 12, right? It's going to be the 12th caller uh, when we when we start the the uh, tickets giveaway window. Okay? So, Steck Lewis, we're going to let you know uh, how we doing that, right? Now, of course, it's a St. Thomas event, right? So, um, <clears throat> got some logistic challenges for the good people over here on the Big Island. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, keep that in mind, right? Uh, if you live on the Big Island and you want some tickets, you can go make arrangements to get over, uh, to the rock, right? Now, if you're in Love City, catch a ferry and you're good to go, right? You can catch a ferry from over here too, but you go pay an extra dollar and then there's a longer ride, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, oh, if you guy like that, you just catch a seaplane or go down to the airport and head over. I mean, but, um, it's going to be a good event. December the 14th. Now, it's a day before my mother bought it. The 15th. So, I can be on rock for the 14th, which is a Thursday. So that means, normally if I go over on Thursday, I mean, I like to hang out there Friday and come back to Saturday, you know what I'm saying? So I go beg mommy forgiveness for this one. Okay, uh, if I head over on the 14th, then the likelihood is, hope pick me, that's the term we use, right? Hope pick me, come back on the 16th at the earliest, you know what I'm saying? So, you know what it is. Right, so, uh, but we good. This Thanksgiving week, man, giving thanks for what I mean. So, looking forward to the table talk. We didn't get it last week because the gremlins got the best of us. But uh, we got a number of topics uh, to touch on uh, in a little bit. So, we'll take a break. Be back right after this. said that black smoke was constantly coming out of the burn pits 24 7 and my reaction to it was like wow that doesn't sound very safe wonder what that's about and in my mind i couldn't imagine at the time that type of system operating could potentially harm our service members journalism that seeks and reveals that's on point with me magna chakrabarti weekdays at 1 p.m on wtjx fm 93.1 your npr station in the virgin Islands.
Opportunities at Bank of St. Croix. Bank of St. Croix offers CDs for education, homes, or vacations. Bank of St. Croix has two locations, one in Gallus Bay at 340-773-8500 and one in Peter's Rest at 340-713-8500. A penalty might be imposed for early withdrawal, new money only. Funds may not be transferred from existing Bank of St. Croix accounts to CDs. Rates subject to change at any time. Fees may reduce earnings and principal. www.bankofstcroix.com Member FDIC. How do we know words? How do we accumulate words? Writer Edna O'Brien. Are they there in us before we know them? She follows a quest many writers can understand. As if these words were the generators of some kind of magic. Authors, artists, sports, news, and maybe even some magic. Every Saturday on Weekend Edition from NPR News. Weekend Edition. Saturdays at 8 a.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. I'm Aisha Roscoe, host of Weekend Edition Sunday, where we're not just interested in what's going on in the world, but why it's happening and how. Details are important. So are different points of view. We're dedicated to bringing you the stories behind the big events and the small ones, too. Join us every Sunday morning for Weekend Edition from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Sundays at 8 a.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. Topics we're gonna to touch on, right? Uh, is what took place in Colorado uh, over the weekend, where there was a challenge to uh, President Trump being on the Colorado ballot. <clears throat> Excuse me, there, because of uh, what happened on January sixth, twenty twenty one. Right? It seemed like yesterday, but this thing was. Um, Almost, let me see, 36, 34 and a half months ago. Actually, to the day, right? Because 6 to January 6th, and today's the 20th. That's two weeks, yeah. Uh, so 34 and a half months exactly. So the judge found that Trump engaged in insurrection but rejects constitutional ballot challenge, right? And they said Colorado judge on Friday found that former President Donald Trump engaged in insurrection, right? They literally, she literally said she, they engage, uh, he engaged in insurrection, even though he was, hasn't been charged uh, for insurrection. Most of his charges about uh, obstructing a government proceeding and, and all that stuff, right? But rejected an effort to keep him off the state's primary ballot because it's unclear whether a Civil War-era constitutional amendment 
barring insurrectionists from public office, applies to the presidency. Right? The, ju- the, uh, the, the decision by District Judge Sarah B. Wallace is the third ruling in little over a week against lawsuits seeking to knock Trump off the ballot by citing Section 3 of the amendment. The Minnesota Supreme Court last week said Trump could remain on the primary ballot because political parties have sole choice over who appears. While a Michigan judge ruled that Congress is the proper forum for deciding whether Section 3 applies to Trump. You know what I'm saying? So what we have is the judicial branch pretty much saying, no, nah, don't get we in it. Okay? Right? So here's what she said, right? In her decision, Wallace said that she found that Trump did in fact engage in insurrection on January 6th and rejected his attorney's arguments that he was simply engaging in free speech. Normally, that would be enough to disqualify him under Section 3, but she said she couldn't do so for a presidential candidate. Section 3 does not specifically refer to the presidency as it does members of the U.S. Senate or House of Representatives. Instead, the clause refers to elector of president and vice president along with civil and military officers. Quote, Part of the court's decision in its reluctance to embrace an interpretation which would disqualify a presidential candidate without a clear, unmistakable indication that such is the intent of Section 3, the judge wrote in the 102-page ruling. Trump campaign spokesman Stephen Chung called the ruling, quote, another nail in the coffin of the un-American ballot challenges. So, you know, it's interesting that uh, even though he win this battle, right, and I think Doc School uh, has uh, joined uh, the discussion. Uh, good morning, the handle out of St. Thomas. What's going on? Good morning, Mr. President Neville James and Mr. President Ronald Russell and the people of the Virgin Islands. It's a pleasure to be back on the number one listen to radio program at 8 to 10 in the morning. That's what I'm talking about. By the way, how's the weather? Cloudy over there? Okay, cloudy over here. Now I see in the sun right now. Why are you looking up at the sun? Okay, you're good. You're no, not... You know, I like a, I like an eagle. You know, only the eagle <laughs> could look into the sun, right? <laughs> I have on my eagle eye. Eagle, eagle eye. Overcast, I mean, yeah. I clouds. The sun is out. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. And you're looking at the Atlantic Ocean, right? You're on the north side. You're of ter- course, of course. You're on, ter- okay. you're on Terry T over there. They're getting outside and locked down, looking over yeah. the, the, the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. Uh, Ronnie, R- Ronnie, come here. Uh, no, he going to come in a little bit, right? So, uh, yeah, Stephen Chung went on to say, these cases represent the most cynical and blatant political attempts to interfere with the upcoming presidential election by desperate Democrats. Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington, the group that filed the case, said they would appeal to the Colorado Supreme Court. Quote, the court found that Donald Trump engaged in insurrection after a careful and thorough review of the evidence, said attorney Mario Nicolai, who was representing the voters who brought the lawsuit. We are very pleased with the opinion and look forward to addressing the sole legal issue on appeal, namely whether Section 3 of the 14th Amendment applies to insurrectionist presidents. So, uh, Docs, 
the the, the, the judge, right, Sarah, uh, Sarah Wallace, right? And we respect judges' rulings, right? We're not into, you know, um, attacking anyone. She she literally said he engaged in insurrection, but I don't know if the language in the Constitution uh, applies to president and vice president, but somehow it applies to senators and U.S. House of Representatives because it got something to do with office and officer. In other words, uh, um, Ducks, she pretty much saying, not me. Find somebody else to put the blame on. Well, Neville, and, and, and somehow I tend to follow her ruling. The thing is, and, and, and I must put this qualifier, I am not a bad attorney. N- neither am I. Okay, no. I, yeah. I, did, I did in college, pre-law. I did courses that deal with legal issues and all of that. And I think I have a very good deductive reasoning mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I agree. By the way, I agree that I think you have a good deductive reasoning mind. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. The, yeah. the fact remains, I don't believe this judge wants to clearly make an interpretation because Trump hasn't been convicted. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's one of the issues here, and I'm sure an attorney would speak to that. Haven't been convicted in, in, in any case in terms of whether he was a part of that that overthrow, right? Mm-hmm. The insurrection. Evidence points to it, but he hasn't been convicted. So I think she don't want to prejudge uh, the court. So she allowing this thing to go far because it absolutely is going to be appeal either one way or the other. Yeah, e- e- even, if, even if she had ruled against Trump in full, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, um, you had better believe that his lawyers were going to file a, an appeal. Ab- absolutely. So mm-hmm. let it go up to to the right-centered Supreme Court because that's where it's going to end up. And let them see. Let me see how they're going to argue and what their opinion is going to be and what the, the 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 those who don't agree with the opinion, you know, would say. So it, it needs to be tested. It hasn't been tested since. Uh, since after the Civil War, right? So yeah. I think the Supreme Court needs to handle, needs to handle it. No, no, it, uh, and of course, um, before it actually gets to the U.S. Supreme Court, the Colorado Supreme Court will hear it first, right? That would yeah. be the first uh, level of appeal uh, they'll, they'll hear. The, to me, the big winner seems to be Jack Smith, right? Because he has filed a January 6th uh, case against Donald Trump as relates to what happened at the Capitol building, right? Right. And now he has, even though it's not binding, right, he does have some some uh, momentum, right, where a, a, a judge in a, in a state case has concluded that Donald Trump incited the insurrection, right? So, yeah. so, so from a, in the court of public opinion, no, not the actual court, public opinion, right? The, the, there is there is uh, a ruling. I think that's the best way to put it, right? A ruling, a judicial ruling, that states his behavior, right, was consistent with someone who uh, engaged in insurrection on January sixth. Yeah, but Neville, again, you, I think you hit the nail on the head. The court of public opinion mm-hmm. and and the jury pool that is going to hear this case is coming from. The public. That's right. Remember the judge, the judge has made a quote-unquote finding, mm-hmm. but 
this case isn't going to be tried before a judge. This case is going to be tried before a jury of his peers. A yeah. jury of his peers. Mm-hmm. And you need a unanimous uh, decision to convict. So, so yes, the, all the evidence is pointing that he did uh, participate in this in this insurrection. But in American jurisprudence, Neville, you have to go before a jury. And that is the concern that I have in terms of are you going to find 12 individuals to sit and look at the evidence that is going to be presented? Because the evidence is key. And then apply that evidence uh, to the law. Okay? <laughs> that's, that's the concern I have. So the judge said what she said. And yes, the buttresses are... The, the, the district attorney, the U.S. attorney's argument. Special counsel, yeah. Special counsel argument, sorry. And, but that has to now be presented, and then the, the Trump's attorney would now have to uh, defend, you know, defend all of that. So, you know, that is where I'm at with it. Well, you know, Smitty, well, well, Smitty, right? And, you know, that's, that's, I don't, that's my affectionate term for Jack Smith, right? Smitty yeah. now, right? can play the game that Donald Trump has been playing all along, which is the the, the, the public opinion the public opinion uh, game, right? Where, you know, he's make, taking all these shots, calling everybody names and all that stuff, right? Now, and, and, and what we're speaking about is in the eyes of the public now, right? And that's just, people are human, right? If those who are undecided, right, are now saying, well, wait a minute, if the judge says he engaged in insurrection, or well, why isn't she acting? For example, one of my listeners, right, said, he said, I don't think the country club easy. <laughs> Them judges got to go back to their community. She just kicked the can down the road. How can you say he do the thing that disqualifies and not disqualify, uh, make it make sense, right? And that, see, So this is a classic example of what we're talking about, right? Yeah. The, the the public opinion now is being shaped. So the concern for for Trump, right, and and his supporters is you don't want too many people, right, buying into the thinking that wait a minute we got a special set of rules for certain people. What if that was me? Because you got people who going to jail left and right since January sixth and all, right? You know, you got special set of rules for Trump. The multiple, yeah, yeah. And we spoke, we spoke about the two tiered. Yeah, we we, we spoke about the two tiered. Yeah, yes. So so now, you know, the the question to to the to the to the, to the Trump, right? Proponents is, you see what's going on, right? When I do something, I go in jail, right? But when he does something, they finding every reason not to send him jail. What kind of America is this? That is a concern. Because public sentiment, and you and I and uh, Rocky already have talked about this, and the audience, right? Once people start believing there's a special set of rules, they could turn on you on a dime. Listen, Trump people ain't turning on yet, Trump people... No, 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 no. We're, we're not talking about Trump people. We're, we're talking about... The, we, Trump people and the anti-Trump people ain't going to determine who win the election. There's the people in the right. middle. So those yeah. those are who we're talking about, Trump. Uh, okay. Yeah. You know, if they start thinking, wait, they, they, they got two applications here. Uh, what's what's going on now? You've had uh, conservative judges who have turned on Trump. One of them, of course, Michael Lotte, right? He's been on TV a lot uh, recently, right? And he he has stated that he uh, guarantees 
that this is going to go before uh, the Colorado Supreme Court because there's a contra- there's a contradiction here um, in terms of um, the action and the penalty. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't really blame the judge from this standpoint, though, right? The polarized nation that we're in. And to me, it's the same thing with Judge Cannon, you know, in, 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 the, in the documents case in Florida. A lot of them concerned for their life, docs, because you have extremists who support their candidates blindly, and some of them are willing to do anything. People have been arrested for showing up at certain places with, with, with firearms and all kind of stuff, wanting to do something, um, you know, illegal. So yeah. from that standpoint, from the human standpoint, I can't blame them for that. Well, I, 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 I don't blame the judge. I think the judge did what she think was a prudent thing to do is punt it down the road, you know? Yeah, I, she I, think I, that there's evidence to, 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 to say he colludes. I mean, he was a part of it, but she ain't going to make that decision on her own. This is too important a case for her to make that. Let the Supreme Court do it. And and I I believe, and it's just me, when it gets before the, 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 the Supreme Court of uh, St. Louis, right? They're mm-hmm. going to do the same thing. Yeah. But, they're but, going but, to send it to the big court. They're going to send it to the, <laughs> to the, to the guys, to Clarence Thomas and these guys. Yeah, That's where they're, going to yeah. send it. they're not going to make that decision yeah, to take, yeah. take Trump off the ballot. And I think I, you're correct because when they do that, they, they can't go home. <laughs> not only that, right? Um, and you and I and Ronnie uh, know about this, right? Um, some judges are not in the business of legislating from the bench, man. You know what I'm saying? No, because the, she, she uh, did... I think she did say that the fact that this is something that the legislature should be able to do. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, and, and and of course one one one. Uh, I think it's Minnesota who stated that Congress is supposed to deal with this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then yeah. you had another state that had a different a, diff, a different uh, interpretation as well. But you know, on a, as a former teacher, right, uh, Ducks, um, you should really like this because this is a, this is good civics. Regardless of the, of course, of course, regardless of the end results, right? From a civic standpoint, and learning more about government, because uh, when you look at this case, I'm going to a break now, right? This will this will get you to look at other applications of how government is supposed to work. You know what I'm saying? The three branches of government. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so, so I think it's, it's it's a good thing for Americans to look at. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and and, and and trust me, we're finding out that uh, America needs a little bit more education from a collective standpoint. <laughs> we're going to we'll take a break and come back right after this with more Table Talk. All right. Yeah. WTJX's Taste of Two Islands is back. Join us at Antilles Mark C. Marin Center on December 14th for the long-awaited return of the taste, a culinary feast for the season. Hosted by me, George Culturman Silcat. Tickets are on sale now through Thursday, December 14th. 
Tickets are available at Chelsea's Drugstore in Red Hook, Barefoot Buddha across from Haven Site Mall, and Bonita's Cantina in Niski Shopping Center. Tickets can also be purchased online at wtjx.org forward slash taste or call 340-774-6255. Shuttle service will be available from Haven Site Park lot to the MCM Center. Don't miss this opportunity to experience the magic of local cuisine as you dance to the rhythms of Spectrum Band. Sponsors for this event are VI Lottery, West Indies Company, Cardo Wine and Spirits, First Bank, Bellows International, the VI Office of Highway Safety, the VI Housing Finance Authority, and the VI Public Finance Authority. It's the return of the taste, Thursday, December 14th at 6 p.m. A taste you can never forget. News happens all week, all around the world. If you want to understand what this French election is all about... Four candidates are running unopposed, and three of them met reporters Thursday. Whatever the outcome of today's elections, the secessionist genie is out of the bottle. News, analysis, perspective, music, books, and sports, too. Saturday on Weekend Edition from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Saturdays at 8 a.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1. Human beings have been making music for tens of thousands of years. It brings us together. It has the power to communicate emotions and ideas. It's a profound part of the human experience. Hear the stories behind the music you love and new music you might fall in love with. I'm Raina Duras. Join me for in-depth interviews with artists who are continuing that musical history on World Cafe. Weekdays at 10 p.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1. We're back now uh, here on Lazy's little table talk. We got uh, Doc Cole out of the capital. The handle uh, joining me uh, this morning. Uh, good morning once again, Mr. Majority Leader. Glad to have you here. Morning, Mr. President. Okay, good thing. Um, uh, one more, one more thing. Uh, one of the states ruled that because it's a primary, um, the party is the one who should be dealing with this, not the state. So don't get me involved in it. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, going to find uh, legal arguments and the differing of opinion and legal arguments mm-hmm. to pump this thing to the Supreme Court. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's, it's gonna be interesting to see uh, how the one plays out. Hey, Docs, I was watching a clip a little girl who lost her entire family, she's a Palestinian. And the doctor, she did, uh, had a doctor, her name is Elham, right? The little girl name is Elham, E L H A M. And the doctor holding her, she's maybe two, three years old. And the doctor holding her, uh, uh, lift her up, and, and she hugging her around her neck. And um, you know what the little girl said? No, she said, "This is my father." Look, that that was so painful for me. You know what I'm saying? Right? I got a friend of mine on Twitter, and uh, we were texting each other and said, "Look, we we go we go we go do something, man." You know what I mean? Cause, cause my my friend on Twitter, she's been losing it for the last five six weeks, right? Uh, uh, luckily, I got guys like you and Rani and uh, Rocky who who let me know early on, Neville, this thing predated us, right? Uh-huh. Long before October 7, 2023, and apparently it's going to be here long after we got, right? But some people take this thing very, very personal, right? And to see the little girl, realize, it looked like she realizing the doctor is all I have. That that, that was rough, man, uh, Docs. That was rough. Certain, the, the, 
the human casualties that is taking place, mm-hmm. right, in that war over there in the Middle East. <laughs> I mean, in 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 the Middle East and Israel and Hamas and with Israel and Hamas, it is, hey amen. It is heart wrenching when an army or a nation can bomb a hospital with sick, injured people to kill one person. Mm-hmm. That, that, that is heartless. That is heartless. I want one, there's one person under there that we have to get so we can take out everybody that's in there and then tell us that there are casualties in wars, right? Mm-hmm. Man, I don't care how much you believe that your cause is a just cause that you're going to destroy women and children and those who are not a part of your struggle. Even though we know that uh, military hunters and military rulers have always used humans as shield to protect themselves. But some humanity has to come in in war and, and, and the United Nations and, and, uh, and those entities need to speak up and let us see how we can stop this ceasefire. We're not going to bring back the lives that we have lost, man. But we are human beings, man. It is yeah, man. humane. Yeah. I don't care what anybody say. Mm-hmm. Whether you back Israel or you back Hamas in the past, I don't. It is inhumane to see what is going. And Neville, it's not only in Israel with Hamas. You know, this is happening in in, in the mother country, you know, in Africa. But remember, I, remember, I played a clip. I I played the Malcolm X clip from in, in the sixties, and he mentioned all the different areas that are being subjected yeah. to this type of thing. You know what I'm saying? This thing is ongoing. You know. Yeah, I, I, I saw a clip where a uh where we are Oman, that's what I call him, right? That Oman, right? Um yeah. uh, and uh, English speaking Oman, he speaks very, very well. Iman, 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 right? A glass he was wearing a, one of the uh he a sharp, right? Had any glasses and he said, I condemn Hamas. Right? I wanna make that clear with the political right. posturing, right? And he said, But I am pro civilians and I am pro innocence. And to Absolutely. me, Right to me, right that encompasses everything. In other words, right as uh, heinous an act um, that Hamas perpetrated on innocent people uh, right. in Israel, right? And of course, we've already established that Israel, you know, for years has been abusing the powers they have over the good, over good, over innocent people and civilians in 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 Gaza, right, and and what have you. At the end of the day, that's the only position that we could take in our docs, which is innocent people, civilians, should not be subjected to this extreme behavior that is centered around power and money. I agree, man. And that's the position I'm taking. Uh, lives have been lost on both sides of the, the, the battlefield. But, Neville, this shouldn't be allowed to continue like this. But, Neville, the same thing is happening in... in, in with Russia and Ukraine yeah. happening in, in yeah. other countries. In in what's it, Nigeria? Is Nigeria or, uh, or the, Cong- the Congo? The Congo. The Congo, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And this is what goes on. So humanity, humanity is at a point where it's my way or no way or the highway. This is how it's done. Once I have the power to do it, I will do it. And once I'm being supported by nations, that have the power to help me, 
we are going to do it. Okay? And 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 you you see what is happening with the, the politics in America. Now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Depending on what side you are, Mr. Uh, this thing. Yeah. Republican, what side you on? And and it is it is tearing the nation apart. It is tearing the world apart. Yeah, and and they 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 they're demanding that Biden Biden demand a ceasefire and and all that stuff. But the reality is, Israel mind is already made up. And 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 one of the things that Israel, um, apparently according to their intel, if in fact Hamas has set up um, a headquarters right, a military command under the hospital, then using human beings as human shields, that's the lowest of the low, man, if in fact that's accurate. If in fact that is, because I haven't seen any reporting that, that says that that is what it is. Mm-hmm. They can claim that, it, yes, they have all these tunnels that they have yeah. and, 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 and earthing, but there's a lot of propaganda going on. That's what, Yeah, that's why I said if in fact, you know, God, we yeah, over here, I, I didn't say cry, I, I didn't say cry, I, I don't know, you know what I mean? One side blaming the other side for this, and the other side blaming the other side for that. So mm-hmm. the fact remains: never. Where does uh, Israel get the majority of its uh, surveillance and, and, and arms and support? They get it from the United States, Neville. The West. Yes. The West. Well, from the West. Yeah, man. Okay, but the United States. No, United States. Read, United States. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. I've read is that they provide surveillance. They provide a lot of issues. I'm saying that the, the, the heart of the nation should be on stopping the bloodshed that is going on. And if President Biden is the one who, the only one who can talk to Netanyahu and say, listen, we are going to pull our support if you don't do this. Like I say, he don't have to do it in public. I said that uh, last week when we spoke. Sit down behind closed doors. They say you have, when you beat your child, beat your child behind closed doors. Sit down behind closed doors and say, listen, I can't deal with this issue anymore with the lives that are being thinked. I understand Israel have a right to defend itself. But we have to stop the carnage that is going on. Sit down behind closed doors and make that make those decisions. You don't have to make it in public because the public is so divided that whichever way you go publicly, you're going to get backlash. So do it behind closed doors, man. And then come out and then and then and then make that decision. Well, the, 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 the president, the president, in, in showing his support for Israel, taking a serious political risk, right? In other words, right? He had a, yeah. he, he, he penned an op-ed in the Washington Post on Saturday, and here's what he said: As long as Hamas clings to its ideology of destruction, a ceasefire is not peace, right? And I agree with that in principle, right? But here's what he said. An outcome that leaves Hamas in control of Gaza would once more perpetuate its hate and deny Palestinian civilians the chance to build something better for themselves. Right? He explained his position. To members of Hamas, the president wrote, a ceasefire gives, quote, to rebuild their stockpile of rockets, reposition fighters, and restart the killing by attacking innocents again. An outcome that leaves Hamas in control of Gaza would once more perpetuate his hate and deny Palestinian civilians the chance to build something better for themselves. If Hamas cared at all for Palestinian lives, it would release all of the hostages, give up arms, and surrender the leaders and those responsible for the, sev- for the October 7th attacks, Mr. Biden wrote. Now, check this out, right? No, no, no. no check this out, right? Even if he is 100% correct, the flaw 
in my perspective, is that um, America wants to police the wall, right? And Hamas, whether you like it or not, they are the ruling faction in, 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 in Palestine right now. Right? Yeah, whether, whether, whether it be by intimidation, what have you, that's who the last election uh, lead in. Of course, we haven't had an election since then. And, right. and, and, and you couple that with the fact that there are hostages, right, which shows what you were speaking about, uh, inhumane mentality on their part. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so that's what gives him, quote, an out. But I don't like the fact that, you know, you got issues at home, and you acting like as if because of your extreme loyalty to Israel that, you know, you, you, you don't take a side already, but you got innocent people dying, man. What's going on with that? Absolutely. And Neville, I might say this from a perspective of government. Hamas is not, has evolved into, uh, it, 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 it is not really a, a thing. It is evolved into a philosophy. Yeah. There's a philosophy in yeah. Hamas. Yeah, it's more it's more philosophically based than it is yeah. about is about leading the people and providing exactly. for the people. Yeah, yeah, they, they want total annihilation, and this is what the, 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 the philosophy is, right? Is we want destruction, we want to be by ourselves. We don't want Israel here. The other side that is saying we need to have this two state uh, uh, remedy mm-hmm. where where Palestine governs themselves and and not subjected to the turning off of power and food by Israel, you know. And, 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 and Israel is saying, listen, we got to get rid of Hamas. So what they're saying is that elected government and the people that are carrying out these, 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 these war, this war, we have to get rid of them. But can you get rid of the ideology? And I believe we have gone past the, the, the fact that Hamas is an entity, but... I think it's an ideology. So whether these who are in governance are governing right now are taken out, that ideology has been has been uh, established, and I, I believe is permeating uh, the, 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 the the minds of those who are fighting. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And that's what I believe it is. So so getting rid of these guys is, is these who are right now. I don't believe is going to get rid of. The underlying problem, which is the ideology. Yeah. So, what, what, and, 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 and the thing, Neville, is uh, they're saying once we're done with Hamas, who can rule Palestine? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who's no, going to no. come in and rule Palestine? That, that, that's what, a, what's that, going that, to happen? That's a legitimate, that's a legitimate question. It's, it's like after the Civil War, right? When yeah. when, when slavery was abolished, well, where do we go now? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What do what do we do now? We get we have gotten rid of Hamas. We have yeah. destroyed. Uh, we have destroyed Palestine. We have all the structure. Everything is. What happens now? Who's going to take over and say, "Okay, we're going to run this thing"? Yeah. And that is where that same ideology I'm talking about, Neville, is going to continue to perpetuate. Now, in fairness to the president, it's a while reiterating his position, and I'm reading this from the Independent, by the way, which is a UK uh, newspaper, right? It's a while re- re- reiterating his position that he believes Israel has the right to defend itself. After the deadly attacks, President Biden also criticized Israel's actions. Quote, my administration has called for respecting international humanitarian law, minimizing the loss of innocent lives, and prioritizing the protection of civilians, Mr. Biden said, before outlining his decision to cut down aid to Gaza and limit its access to food 
water, and medicine. He also mentioned his advocacy for humanitarian pauses. Still he wrote, still he wrote, Israel tactics come in stark opposition to Hamas, Hamas's terror, terrorist strategy, which includes hiding among Palestinian civilians and maximizing the death and suffering of innocent Israeli and Palestinian civilians. Mr. Biden announced a firm mission. Our goal should not be simply to stop the war for today. It should be to end the war forever. A two-state solution, which is what you are talking about, right, is the only way to ensure the long-term security of both the Israeli and Palestinian people, the president continued. To accomplish this, it would require commitments from Israelis and Palestinians, as well as from the United States and our allies and partners. That work must start now. And he went on and on and on. You know, but the, the reality is peace can't happen if both sides don't want peace. Right? Yeah. And, and at some point, right, the, uh, if, you're, if you're trying to help the cause, right, you have to establish some deadlines as well to let them know, look, man, I ain't in this business of um, forever taking one side uh, and, 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 and depleting what support we make available for you. I got to figure out when the end game is going to be because I don't live there. I'm on the other side of the world. You follow what I'm saying, Ducks? That's just reality. Of course, of course. That's what I'm saying, that the, that, that the United States, and as bold as, as the president is stating that Israel have a right to de defend itself, the counter-argument is that the Palestinians can't defend themselves. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you, 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 have, you, have, you, have, you have two entities with yeah. one side having resources yeah. that are extreme compared to the next side who struggling to put two and two together for the lack of a better term. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. So, 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 so yes, we, we agree with Israel and Israel right to defend itself. But what about those innocent uh, people that are being murdered? Yeah, yeah and, 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 and not only that, I'm going to have a break. Um, and, 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 and one of my listeners just pointed this out. Who you supporting don't want a two-state solution. We're going, no. to, we're going to take a break and I don't be back right after this. On analyze this are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. On Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, we are not afraid to stand up to the high and mighty like Jeff Bezos. He had that big that cowboy hat on. <laughs> he looked like, like a shrink ray had hit Garth Brooks. <laughs> I'm Peter Sagel. Join me as we speak truth to power, at least until power agrees to buy us out on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. I'm Billie Jean King, tennis champion and equal rights activist. I invited world-class athletes to team up for a series of one-on-one -on -one conversations to share their powerful stories of their individual roads to success. We won that first World Cup. We won the Olympics. We were literally still making $10 a day. $10 a day? Yes. Maybe I really have had an impact as a woman in sports. Groundbreakers airs November 21st at 9 p.m. on WTJX-TV Channel 12. 